Welcome, everyone, to the Hillary Ramos Show, Matters for Mind, Body, and Spirit Talk Radio, dedicated to inspiring the human spirit and raising the collective vibration one show at a time. Hi, I'm Hillary Ramos. Thank you for joining me this hour. I look forward to a journey filled with inspiration, laughter, and love. I hope to travel with you every week across the World Wide Web to bring connection into your life on all levels. I send each and every one of you love and light as we journey together. Tonight I have a very special guest with me, Mary Lamondo, who joins me once a month to talk about monthly astrology. We have a lot of great things to talk about tonight, and if you have any questions for Mary regarding astrology and what the stars hold for you, give us a call. The number is 877-876-5227 and worldwide, 530-876-3222. If you'd like to speak to me or you have something you'd like to talk about, please give me a call. Or if you have a question for Mary, we are here for you. Welcome, Mary. Hi, Hillary. Well, that that was quite a Uranian start we have, so that's <laughs> going right along with astrology for the for the week between two eclipses. So, yeah, this is exciting. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff going on this month. This has certainly been a wild ride already. So why don't we jump in and get started? We have a very sure. busy hour, and I'm hoping we're going to hear some some questions from my listeners. I know they probably have a lot of stuff going on in their lives. And, guys, if you do, it's got something to do with the stars, so give us a call. <laughs> so, Mary, why don't we just go ahead and get started? Yes. Well, you know, the month of August um, is actually very potent. And we have, we're in the midst of two eclipse cycles. We've got the new moon, which just passed on August the 1st, which was a total solar eclipse. And that's moving into the full moon on August 16th, which is a lunar eclipse. And for those of us who don't really follow eclipses or moon cycles very much, it's basically the idea that every month we have a new moon and a full moon, so this is nothing that unusual, except that when we have eclipse patterns, it affects the whole electromagnetic uh, component with having to do with the solar waves coming off the lights of the luminaries, which are the sun and the moon, and how they affect the earth. Now, we know most life forms, uh, sentient beings on this planet, are affected by electromagnetic energies, and definitely um, lunar eclipses, the one that we're going to be feeling, is a very Uranian one on the 16th, which means that there's a lot of electrical energies around it anyway because of being in the sign of Aquarius. And the way we sort of differentiate um, is that the solar eclipse, which transpired on August the 1st, was in the sign of Leo, which is actually the solar sign, the sign of the lion, the sign of the sun. So we know that just by the sign symbology is that it has a lot to do with heart energy, opening up to our inner courage, our self-identity, walking our truth, finding our path, and really feeling like we're coming into being in a whole new form. Because what happens during a solar eclipse is that the moon stands between the earth and the sun, cutting off the light of the sun. And when this happens, it's just as if we get to our own personal null point and we get to revamp ourselves. Uh, it's as, as if your computer gets to totally reload all its programming. Now, whether or not we're cognizant of that fact or whether or not we realize it's happening, um, some of these waves that hit us are, we're feeling them on a cellular level. So it's not even like you have to go around thinking, oh, today's a solar eclipse, so 
you know, boy, my patterns are changing or something's going to be really different for the next six months. <laughs> or you could. <laughs> you could. But even if you don't know anything about astrology, something's happening internally, and that's what's important. It's as if there's a cosmic trigger that goes off during these points in time and what happens is that we feel them on a very subtle vibration. Now, obviously, the more psychic and the more tuned in you are and the more you observe cycles, you get to have a real handle on it. That's the way astrology works in general anyway. But, you know, I don't want to scare people and say, oh, well, if you don't know about an eclipse, then, you know, the sky is falling. I took a little, yeah. you know, because in the ancient days, eclipses especially solar eclipses, were viewed as uh, very awe-inspiring and, and it, because usually it depicted the fall of a leader or the rise and fall and, of demise of nations and kings because these major cycles have a lot to do, especially the solar eclipses, with outer-oriented events. So we see events in the news, we see politics, we see a lot of the changes that are going on, especially earth changes in terms of, um, you know, massive weather patterns, news affecting global tides and collective consciousness. All of this gets swept up in the tides of the eclipses and usually symbolized by what signs they are. And Leo... You know, Mary, can I, can I interrupt you for one second? Sure. I had an, an extraordinary experience I'd like to share with my listeners, and, and I'd like you to, uh, you know, perhaps put your, your two cents on it. Um, now, August 1st for the solar eclipse, I had set my alarm to get up to do meditation, and I think it was hitting the East Coast. I'm on the East Coast in New York. So one of the, I think the time it hit was about 6.15 or around that time. So I set my alarm for 6 o'clock, roughly. And uh, it was a very interesting experience because right before my alarm went off, I was dreaming that I was watching the solar eclipse from a rooftop. <laughs> and I could very, very clearly see the um, moon block out the sun, and as I was watching it, my alarm went off. Um, I shut it off, and I went back to sleep, and I went back into the dream, and I was right back on that rooftop watching the solar eclipse. And that morning when I woke up, it was a very extraordinary experience for me because it was like I was actually sitting on the rooftop uh, of a house watching this extraordinary um, astrological event, and all day I was affected by it. It was something that was just completely overwhelming and very, very effective. And I would sit outside on my deck and I was having my coffee and writing and it just felt like everything around me was very, very alert. I mean, the plants, the flowers, the trees, the wind, um, the birds, it was just really an extraordinary experience. Have you ever experienced anything that, you know, or is there anything perhaps in the teachings of astrology that talk about how those eclipses affect dreaming? Oh, yes. Well, it's, it, totally, because what we're looking at is, first of all, on a scientific level, we're looking at um, brain chemistry being affected. All you have to do is go into the world of nature, and, you, and we know that eclipses do have an effect on wildlife, on plant life, on marine life. When we, took it, when we look at it in terms of people who are actually actualizing themselves and, and working with their spiritual potential, people who work in the realms of uh, healing, alternative modes of health, meditation, what you're doing is you're actually expanding your brain to pick up more of these solar emanations and lunar emanations. So 
it's, it's, it's a two-pronged process. We've got a scientific ramification, and for every, anyone who believes that there's no scientific basis for astrology, they're dead wrong. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that when you're psychically open, you've actually opened more portals in your brain. Those portals are actually receptors for light. You become very sensitive, like, like a plant that's just going towards what gives it life and what gives it growth and transformation. So it's a very natural cycle. And to feel it on one level, because there's something very karmic about eclipses, especially where they fall in your own personal um, birth chart, is that you probably have been someone who's been very affected through the lunar and solar tides in, in, in past uh, incarnations. Mm-hmm. In fact, most of our ancient civilizations patterned their cultures around the eclipse tides. And these eclipses fall in cycles of 18 to 19 years. So we're looking at vast patterns of humanity which rise and fall like waves. Where these waves, where these particular waves are reaching you on a, on a very personal, subtle body level is how much you're being affected by it. Obviously, you spend a lot of time in meditation and probably working with your right brain and opening up your higher chakra mm-hmm. center. I do, I do, yeah. And I just thought that was interesting because that's never happened before. I've never actually consciously, I mean, I've, lucid, I've done lucid dreaming many times. I've mm-hmm. lucid dream all the time. But for me to actually be watching it, you know, when it was happening, it was just, very, it was just a very bizarre experience. I've never had anything like that happen before. So, you know, the, the initial feeling that I had when I came out of it and was, was going about my day after it happened was this, just, just like you just explained, this very open, very in tune kind of feeling, like everything was alive. It was just very, very overwhelming. It was very, it was a wonderful experience. I mean, and what, what it seemed to me, you know, when I went into, I did do some meditation work and I, and I worked with my guides when it came to processing that experience and what it seemed to me was when the when the moon moved in to block the light of the sun it was almost like there was a break like you said in the the magnetic fields and a lot of star consciousness was able to come in like a new like kind of like cleaning out a fishbowl if you ever clean the water out Mm -hmm. of a (laughs) fishbowl you know it kind of allowed this this kind of clean air or clean space or clean ethers or whatever you want to call it to come in and like a new, a new influx, a very, very strong influx of stellar consciousness. It was really profound. I could, very, I could feel it. And a lot of people I've talked to who are um, colleagues of mine or you know, in, also in healing arts were very much aware of something, but they couldn't quite put their finger on it. And I couldn't quite put my finger on it either, but it was an experience that I thought was worth sharing with everybody tonight too. So what does it mean when you go into... Well, I just want I mean, to inject one, one, one thing into that, and that if, if you're feeling the dream state with the solar eclipse, remember that that's a seeding time, which 14 days later, on August 16th, when we have the full moon at the lunar eclipse, your dreaming is going to raise exponentially because the lunar tides are actually even more enhanced for the dream time than the solar tide. So it's, it's going to be, you'll have an Oh, great. Experience. So it's like I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant with this <laughs> influx of stellar consciousness, and I'm going to be giving birth in two weeks. Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody, we're talking to Mary Lomondo. She's an astrologist extraordinaire. She's a very good friend of mine, and she's somebody that I talk to on a regular basis regarding astrology. And if you would like to have a personal and private reading with Mary, Mary, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? 
Uh, the best way would be to either call me at uh, 954-972-5891 or go to my website, which is www.pacha.com. Yeah, I must say that having a reading with her is an extraordinary experience. And uh, just be ready. She tapes it so you get it on tape and you don't have to write it all down at once. <laughs> um, I'd also like to add that if you're interested in calling in tonight, and as I said before, we are here to talk to you. If you have a specific question, give us a call directly into the station. Um, you know, Mary, it just seems to me it's like a double-packed punch. There's something very potent going on this month, and I know that I'm, I'm keep interjecting into what you're sharing with us, but... With the solar eclipse, it's the first full solar eclipse we've had in a couple of years. With the lunar eclipse, and there's two new moons this month, too. So there's got to be an extraordinary amount of energy moving around in the cosmos in this, this particular month. So why don't you go ahead and, and keep going with that great, great information you were sharing with us. Okay. Well, and, and one of the things also about the, uh, the path of the solar eclipse is usually where the, the shadow of the solar eclipse falls is where we see areas highlighted in terms of it's like putting an exclamation point there. And the August 1st eclipse, the path, the path of it was over uh, northern Europe, uh, starting up there in Greenland, moving all through the north, northern Russia, Mongolia, Tibet, and China. And so we can actually see a lot of events taking place just in those particular areas. Um, I know there's a lot of energy on Tibet right now. There's a lot of energy on China. Um, we may be seeing um, the northern points of, of Russia more in the news over the next two weeks. So usually, as I said, with solar, especially total solar eclipses, we're going to see world leaders rise to the, to the forefront, and most probably um, some of them uh, may not remain there for very long. So it's a very interesting uh, tide, almost like watching a tidal wave go through uh, the collective consciousness as well as our own personal lives. Now, on a personal level, some people have told me that they felt very tired um, or they feel a little bit drained. And so sometimes, you know, if you try to take a little time out and do spend more time meditating during eclipse phase or uh, pay attention more to your Reiki and any kind of healing modalities that you might do for yourself. Uh, Mary, I think we have a caller. Do we have a caller? Yeah, hi, this is Priya. I'm sorry, what's your name, dear? Priya. Priya, hi, Priya. Hi. I have a question for Mary um, just about uh, maybe some transits or anything major that might be going on that I could cue in and kind of make the most of. Can, I, can you please repeat the first part of your question? I didn't hear it. Oh, um, I was wondering if Mary could um, help me figure out, you know, if I have any major transits or something going on in my astrological chart. Well, I'd actually have to know your full birthday, the time, and the date to do that. Sure. So that, would, that constitutes um, a reading, which is okay. probably not enough time to go into that. But what sign are you, first of all? Uh, my son's sign is Libra. Libra. Okay. Well, Libras are actually very much uh, in the forefront in the sense that you're in a pattern that has a lot to do with releasing and moving forward into, I want to say, a whole new cycle. You've been through major changes over the past two years, and now, especially with the full moon that's coming on the 16th, you can really look to opening and expanding your horizons. So if there's anything that's been sitting on the back burner for you, um, where you've kind of you know, been a little hesitant to jump forward or make a decision. These, uh, this full moon coming up is probably really going to push things to the forefront. 
not that you're you know going to be pushed to a wall and have to make a decision, but it's more like you get more insight, you get more clarity, you feel a little bit more self-confident about it. Okay. 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 Now that's Priya, I highly suggest you have a uh, have an actual session with Mary too because even though this is kind of on the spot, you know, reading technically, it's, it, she just goes really in depth and she can really zone in on a lot of the issues. Um, that in your charts and all of that stuff. So it's a highly recommended thing to make a private appointment with her as well, too, because there's only so much she can do on the spot, <laughs> well, <laughs> even though it's do, great. Yeah, you can't do a whole chart in, in two seconds. But one of the things also is, is watch your dreams, and if you start to get, like, premonitions or you start to get, like, a, like a hit on something or you just get a hunch and you're not sure because you've never followed those before or you never trusted yourself enough, Now's the time to trust those inner stirrings because it's going to become stronger and stronger for you. Okay, well, this was very helpful. I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Priya. Priya. Thank Bye-bye. you. Do you have anything else you'd like to ask, Mary? Or did that answer your? Is, are you there still? Okay, she must have hung up. Well, thanks, Mary. That was really great. And if anybody else would like to call in with a quick zap of astrology. <laughs> <laughs> We are taking calls. And, you know, it's really great, Mary, how you can tone in on somebody's sign just as, just as you just did with Priya and uh, give them a quick influx because even that, even just what you say, you know, can be very helpful, even if it's just very general. So, again, people, give us a call. We're here. Um, so let's keep going with what you were talking about. Now, you know, I find it very interesting in the collective ast- astrology, Mary, that mm-hmm. China is such a big... Um, you know, issue with that particular solar eclipse because we're there for the um, Olympics. For the Olympics. So there's a lot of collective energy on that particular part of the world right now, which I find very interesting how those are lining up. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, if you look about it, actually, yes. <laughs> I have thoughts about everything. That's, that's my problem. <laughs> um, when you look at, you know, the karmic threads that tied China and Tibet together, you know, two of the most ancient cultures, um, you know, on the planet as we know it in this in this cycle, that they are also finishing up and they are also really moving into a new integration and a synthesis for themselves, as well as um, the millions and millions of people that are there. And and it's kind of like their polar opposites. You know, we've got communist China with billions of people versus um, highly spiritual and religious Tibet with only a few people. You, we are definitely going to see the Dalai Lama highlighted, um, you know, over the next few weeks because he is one of those world leaders that's coming to prominence now at the end of this age. Um, it's very potent. It's very. Uh, it, it's as if the old cycles are dying. And if you re- think about China as having its symbol as the dragon, um, and the ecliptic, the, the the symbol for the ecliptic nodes are the are the dragons. So something about China rising and falling is also going to be very important. And we have to look sometimes beyond the headlines and beyond the linear news and look at what is the symbolism and really look at what's behind the scenes. That's something that, you know, once we start to really examine, there's no accidents and synchronicities are abounding, especially Mm -hmm. around the time. Usually I give um, an eclipse point about six months to work itself out. Um, sometimes it can go as long as three years, depending on... It's like throwing a rock into a pond. You see uh, little uh, ripples and ripples and ripples, and depending if those ripples touch anything else. But definitely, Tibet and China are going to be in the news for a while. And the full moon, uh, this eclipse coming up, the lunar eclipse on the 16th, 
will have uh, much more, I think, of a, of a spiritual connotation. So we might see world leaders coming out and talking about things that are, like, totally unusual for them, um, you know, talking more about spiritual issues, talking more about um, humanitarian issues. Uh, it's almost like global politics becomes very unified for a brief moment, and uh, it gives us a glimpse of what the future can really look like on a very hopeful altruistic positive level that's that brief glimpse in time that we get a pocket in time that we that then we can call and magnetize forward if enough people uh put their consciousness on that well that's great i you know it's just it's just fascinating listening to it because you know oftentimes when we think of astrology we think oh it's my this sign or that sign or you know it can just be very simple and and but it's really amazing to me how you can take it into a, a much more broader and collective level and uh, apply it to, you know, to the broader sense of, of politics and the world events and, and still even bring it down to the microcosm of, you know, inside of you and what's going on with your life and your relationships. One of the reasons why I wanted to do this show monthly with you is because I think it's so important to get people back into the cyclic of the, the stars and the moons and to get people back to paying attention to their natural rhythms and natural cycles. We're such a high-tech, you know, world where we, you know, get on our computers and we sit there all day and we don't, you know, we check in with our cell phones and our, our whatever else there is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we forget that sometimes, you know, all that electromagnetic energy that even just those things generate take us out of our natural electromagnetic cycles. It's really interesting. And if we put it all down and we walk out into nature and, you know, we often feel little... <laughs> woo-woo for a minute, but actually what happens is we're just getting back in touch with our natural cycles. So one of the, you know, so I just want to say thanks for joining us every month to give us these wonderful updates. And, you know, I know it's been very helpful for myself, and I hope that my listeners are enjoying it. And if you guys are, I'd love to hear from you. Please send me some feedback. You can go right to my homepage on BBS Radio and submit some feedback to me, or you can go to my web. Now, Mary is going to be joining me. She's actually hosting my Equinox Initiation Celebration Tour in Egypt in March. She does these fabulous trips to Egypt and Peru, and she's going to be taking me and my group um, in March, and she's going to be joining us personally. So if you're interested in more information about that, you can also find that on my websites as well. Um, Mary, what's what's this thing about a uh, blue moon? I've been hearing a lot of talk about what a blue moon is, and, and could you go into that a little bit more? Well, and um, you know, we, we we get that from the popular you know vernacular, the folkloric vernacular, when people say, "Oh, once in a blue moon," which shows that it's you know how highly unusual it is. But um, a blue moon usually means it's two full moons in one month. Um, this particular month, we have two new moons. And that is unusual. August is a long month. Um, you know, date-wise, we have 31 days in August. So we have the first day of the month was a new moon, and August 30th is also a new moon. So that gives us an idea about, and we talk about the cycles of being seeding and fulfillment, that August is a very potent month for seeding because we have two new moons, which is which is are all about planting your seeds to bear to bear fruit and see what what comes down the pike. And especially when we're talking a lot about um, things that sound very 
you know, out there like electromagnetic waves and solar flares and cycles and all of that, it is important to remember that we have physical bodies. And the new moon on the 30th of August is in the sign of Virgo, which is all about the body. It's an earth sign. So it's grounding us. After all of this crazy um, magnetic fluctuations and things that are going on in the cosmos, kind of especially with the full moon bringing us into out-of-body experiences and dream time and working with the right brain, this nice Virgo new moon on the 30th is all about coming into the body. And so this whole month, it's kind of like this theme, the theme we have of being very creative in terms of your self-expression, opening your heart, really feeling your truth and walking it, and also remembering that you have a body, which is this beautiful container for all these incredible insights and for all this cellular transformation and spiritual growth that's going on. I mean, we're really pushing the envelope on being human at this point. Mm -hmm. And so we can't forget about the physical body. It's the most important caretaker that we can have is is our own. I mean, the, the, the physical vehicle is is the temple. And yeah, I'd like to say, yeah, I think, you know, I'd like to say something to my listeners out there too. You know, I talk a lot about this in my other shows and um, if, if you, <laughs> you, if there's a lot of spiritual energy going on out there and a lot of people seeking out there in this spiritual realm, evolution, you know, enlightenment. But what we forget too is we have to come back, we have to land back into our body and we have to learn how to bring that back, that power back, that enlightenment back into the physical realm in order to manifest it. And in regards to seeding, you know, this is a fabulous time for you guys to go out there and to proclaim your acts of power, the things that you want to manifest in your life, whether it's a new relationship, better health, more money, better job, whatever it is that you want to do out there in the world, however you want to do it. If you want to come with me to Egypt and you need to manifest the money, (laughs) this is a fantastic month to go ahead and set that intention. It's about setting your intention. It's very potent. It's a great month. I'm sure Mary will will attest to this. It's a great month to start new endeavors, as she's already said. You know, and if you have a you know a dream or a project or something that you've always wanted to get off and start, this is a fabulous time to do it. To align with these energies infuses these energies into your acts of power and makes them more powerful and potent to bring out to the world. So. I just wanted to go ahead and, and uh, interject there for a moment. <laughs> well, well, that actually is a, is a really good um, response because someone, I believe, last time asked a question about um, that specifically, and we didn't get a chance to address it on, on, the, on the show. They did ask, how does doing ritual or doing meditation at these special times affect me? So I think you just went ahead and answered that question brilliantly. Uh, well, it's true, and you know, it's it's interesting because I I keep a personal altar. I have a small altar in my office, and um, you know, when am I writing or if I'm if I'm doing something in, in you know that has something to do with with my work in the world, I always light a candle and I'll write it out on a piece of paper, just just the actual word of whatever it is I'm trying to create, um, and I put it onto my altar with a simple candle and maybe a crystal or two that's important to me or. You know, I collect rocks and, pla- and things from different places that I travel to. And uh, my personal altar is just something very simple to just honor and, and um, acknowledge and recognize the things that I'm working on in the world or at the time that I would like to empower and put all of my energy and power into. Um, and so I, I really recommend that you do that. You try to do that. Everybody who's listening now, just, 
you know, take a simple piece of red cloth or, or it doesn't have to be anything too obvious. It's, it's as comfortable as, as you want it to be and it can be as simple as just simply lighting a candle on a piece of, you know, red square cloth with a picture of a loved one on it. Um, I have another working altar for people who send me prayer requests. I get very often get prayer requests for people who, you know, have a loved one or if they're going through something for themselves. I get emails with prayer requests. We have an ongoing prayer circle. Um, and uh, so if anybody's out there listening and you would like to submit a prayer request, you would be added to this particular altar. And it's just a constant ongoing um, sending love and light. There's Reiki symbols in it. There's, there's uh, rocks and stones from places, sacred sites all around the world. And, um, you know, figures of different gods and, and, you know, different higher conscious, you know, things that represent higher consciousness. So it's a wonderful way to affirm whatever it is that you're trying to put energy into. And the new moon is a fantastic time to seed new things, and the full moon is the reaping of that. So you celebrate it and let it go, let go of any fears or attachments. That's how I've always worked with the new and full moons. And Mary, do you have anything to add to that for the listeners? No, um, I'm sure you do. <laughs> no, I mean it's wonderful to start that in your own personal life because you do really start to see changes. And and as you said, the more you do it, the more the more sensitive and the more these subtle emanations start to flow into your life. You start to notice the natural synchronicities more, and you start to feel one with nature, which is you know the reason why we're on the planet at the moment. And also, you know, just in terms of of the full moon, it's also a great time to give Thanksgiving because. You know, it's like being a kid at Christmas. Maybe you didn't get every single thing that you wanted, but look around and just give thanks for what you have because that sets the universe in motion to move forward and open up and expand more of you so that you can receive more of what you are. It's a very reciprocal process once we get in that flow, which is what, again, what a lot of the ancient and indigenous cultures taught was to be in the flow of nature and to really, you know, move ourselves away from a lot of this mechanized junk they didn't even have the mechanized junk to move away from, so perhaps in one way it was a little bit easier for them. We're making a <laughs> conscious choice, and this is where we get to walk in mastery right now with this yeah. because it's our choice. We're not living in a forest where there's nothing available. We're living in 21st century society where everything's available. And so what do you choose and how do you walk that path of integrity and do it meaningful in a very meaningful way both to yourself and to the other sentient beings around you and the mother of the earth that we walk on. So it's kind of like it's all in the same package right now. Mm-hmm. It sure is. And actually, we're going to get ready to go to a break. Uh, we are speaking. I'm speaking with astrologist and Egyptologist Mary Lamondo. For more information about Mary's work, our Equinox Initiation and Celebration Tour, or to schedule a private reading with Mary, visit her website, www.pachaterra.com. That's P A C. H-A-T-E-R-R-A dot com or call 954-972-5891. Again, that number is 954-972-5891. And we are going to head to break and we will be back and we're going to be talking about what it means to have a Saturn return. We'll be right back. 
Hello, I'm Hilary Ramo. I want to personally invite you to join me in Egypt for my Equinox initiation tour. Come with me and walk the sands of the ancient Egyptians. Explore the temples of the mystery schools. Celebrate the origins of life as we sail the Nile. I personally invite you to walk the sands of our ancestors in a ceremonial and sacred way, surrounded by fellow kindred spirits from around the world on a once-in-a-lifetime journey. Travel with me to Egypt and reawaken to your true self. Give yourself the gift of something truly extraordinary. For more information on how to join Hillary on her Equinox Initiation Tour, please go to www.hillaryramo.com. I truly hope you will consider joining me. Call today, 518-376-2503. Hi, everyone. We're back from break. I'm talking to Mary Lamondo, astrologist and Egyptologist. If you'd like to schedule a private reading with Mary, you can find her information on my website, hillaryramo.com. Mary, over the break, we were chatting a bit and talking about what we were, what we were talking about, actually, before we went to break, were these altars. And I just want to reiterate to everybody listening that, you know, I can't tell you how much that has affected my life is setting up uh, a very simple altar, and when I say altar, a lot of people get a lot of strange ideas that go through their head because we've had so much, you know, mixed-matched information out there about what that means. It sounds ritualistic. People get all kinds of scary thoughts in their head, but it's very—it's a very beautiful, loving, light-filled way to honor all of the sacred things that you have in your life. I couldn't imagine not having my altar set up with the things that are important to me, that my my children, my loved ones. My acts of power, I have my book on there. I have things that I've created in the world that I, I would like to empower and to, and to bring out into the world. And, uh, you know, the prayer request altar that I have is ongoing as well. So, you know, I really highly encourage everybody out there listening to the show to give it a try, to set up a sacred space for yourself and, you know, put the things on it that you love, pictures of people that you've loved in your lifetime, places that you would, would wish to go to, um, all the things that are really happy and bring you joy, put them on this altar, light a candle, and say a prayer. And it doesn't matter what religion you are. You can be religious, you can be spiritual, you can be neither. It doesn't matter. Just say a couple words of beauty um, and, and bring it in and create a space for yourself. It's so important. And as you create it in the physical, you're also creating it on the inside of you as well. You're creating a void of sacred space within you as well as creating it out in the world because there's no difference between what you create on the outside because it's already been created on the inside. So I think we're going to go ahead and we're, we're going to talk about Saturn return. Now, what is this thing called Saturn return? <laughs> well, for people who have had one, they, they, they do know it. Um, every 28 years, uh, between 28 and 32. Mary, hold that thought. I think we have a caller. Okay. Hello? To get a quick reading, uh, my name's Jim from Fort Lauderdale. My birth date's 6865. Hi, Jim. Hi. Hi, Jim. Hi there. Okay. Well, quickly again, because it's, it's not um, it's not an you know in depth reading yeah. at all. One of the things I want to say also to you, because you're coming up to an air sign full moon, is to really pay attention to what I call like the quick hits. It's like if you start to feel like you're getting more uh, intuitions your dreams are speaking to you, there is what I call a portal. We, you know, up there in our third eye, between our third eye and our seventh chakra, it's as if it's, there's, a, there's a, a portal there. And most people are born with it open and it closes down as we get older. 
yours, Jim, is actually being rewired as we speak. So something you're getting ready to, I don't know if it's going to be like work-related where you come up with some new idea, you know, some new invention or something that's really people are going, wow, how did he think of that? But something about your life is really going to get switched on. You're going to have some very interesting new ideas coming down the pike here. So thank you, Spirit Guides, because they're talking to you almost nonstop. Have, have you been listening? Um, yeah, I, I think um, uh, hopefully a lot of what you're saying will come to fruition maybe by the end of the year is what I've been hearing. So okay. hopefully I'm still on track for that. Well, I think so because remember these cycles take sometimes between three and six months, especially with the eclipse cycles to manifest for us personally. But one of the things I want to say is probably in the past if you've relied a lot on your left brain and being very you know rational and logical, um, now... Open it up to more like a creative, playful side. Um, you know, as Hillary said, maybe experiment a little bit with uh, creating a treasure mapping or, or an altar or something that seems almost like childlike or frivolous. But you know what? It's really working that, that portal, that's opening. It's kind of like exercising a muscle. And the more you work with your right brain creativity, um, you're going to be very, very inspired. Jim, can I add something? Please. I would like to say that perhaps it feels to me what I'm, what's coming through to me is that there's something that you're trying to manifest in the world at this particular time, a project that you're working on. And what you might want to do is write the, the exact thing you're trying to manifest down on a piece of paper, as I was talking about earlier, and put it next to a candle and hold a sacred space for it. And then when we get to the full moon this month, burn it in a ceremony, you know, you know whether it's in a fireplace or you know, something out, somewhere outside, someplace safe. And uh, release it to spirit on the full moon. Okay, do it this month, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of good energy going on this month. Try to do it on the 16th if you can, and then if that if if you know you want to continue it on on the new moon again, which is the 30th, August okay. the 30th. And a good way to track these, because not everybody you know knows about the full moons and the new moons, is if you go to any kind of bookstore and buy an astrology calendar, one of those little pocket calendars. They really do define the new moons and, and the full moons every month, so you can kind of keep track of them if you if you choose to do that. But that's really really uh, really good advice. And I'm, and the other thing is you don't have to put a time limit on it. So let's say you're saying, well, probably by the end of the year, be open, be a little spontaneous, and say if, if it's the end of the year, that's great. But you know what? If it can come sooner, do you I'm think ready do you see it. anything changing relationship wise? That is probably something I'd need to go in a little bit deeper with you on. And Can you give I, me your phone number? Maybe I'll follow up with you and get a full okay. reading. Okay. It's 954-972-5891. Okay. So we're neighbors. <laughs> okay. What's your first name? Mary, M-A-R-Y. Okay. Thanks, Mary. Yeah, Jim, call. also, too, we'll, Mary will be on here uh, once a month, so if you would like to call back in next month and give us an update or email me an update through my website, uh, we'd be happy to let everybody out there know how it's worked for you. Perfect. I, I'll do that, Hillary. Thanks so much. Okay. Thanks for calling, Jim. Have, have a good night, you. girls. Thanks. Bye-bye. You know, Mary, it's really interesting because um, I, I just, I'm just so excited. I just have goosebumps. I think this is just such a great thing, um, you know, that you're sharing with everybody, too, and I'm so happy that the listeners are enjoying it because they're calling us. <laughs> oh, good. Well, that's um, so we're going to be back on next. Uh, month. So if anybody out there is listening and perhaps hasn't called, um, go ahead and try what we're talking about and send me some feedback or call Mary, 
have a reading with her or just, you know, email me and get in touch with me and let me know how that works for you. And check in with us next month when we do our next show with our monthly astrology. And, um, are you we know, scheduled for September the 4th? Is that, is, yes, think, okay. yes, that September is the next 4th. show. You're one step ahead of me, yes. Okay. September 4th. <laughs> September 4th, we will be back on. And Mary will actually be back on next week anyway. We're going to be doing a show called All Things Egypt, and we're going to be talking about our fantastic trip, and she's going to be talking to us about some of her uh, specialties with the Egyptian culture and how they tie into the archaeo-astrological connections. Is that, did I say that right? <laughs> yes, and we know that and, and, well, all ancient cultures aligned their sacred sites to the stars. So that's something yeah. that, um, you know, the whole study of archaeoastronomy is kind of not well known in, in uh, archaeological circles, but there are some of us out there who that's what we do. So. Well, we need to bring that back to life. So you guys want to tune in <laughs> next week. And that's my goal. I'm going to, and I, I really think that's important because if we start to live our life back to those natural cycles, we're not really going back to, you know, it's not a new age thing, it's an old age thing. It's something that they've done for thousands and thousands of years. And one of the reasons that we have gotten so disconnected as a culture is because we don't, re, we're re-remembering now, many, many people are waking up to this remembering process. But it's, it's really important to start to get back to those kinds of things. But how do you do that when you have a high-powered career or you have, kids that you're raising and you're going to soccer games on weekends and I mean it's a practical life I have my full moon and new moons written down in my date book for work and it's actually something that I'll put on to like a Yahoo calendar or something so even though my work my work uh, assignments will come up for the day it'll also let me know the full moon is coming in three days and I'll pay attention and as far as relationships go too absolutely do they, they affect you. Absolutely. There is no doubt in my mind, and Mary can vouch for this, <laughs> that the eclipses affect your relationships, the full moon affects everything, all of it. So it's really, really important to understand this. So we are going to finish up tonight talking about Saturn returns, and uh, I'm going to give the floor to you because this is your your show, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the thanks, Ellery. The, the idea of a Saturn return is about coming, coming, overviewing, reviewing your life pattern. So it's all about taking responsibility. And where Saturn is placed in our chart, our birth chart, has to do with where we find our, let's say, our limits. Okay. And the whole idea is once you know your limits, you kind of grow, transform, evolve, and work through the challenges. So every 28 to 32 years, Saturn comes back again to that same place in your chart and says, okay, what did you learn? What have you, what have you done? Are you graduating on to the next step, or are you going to kind of stay the perennial adolescent? Because normally in our Western cultural society, between the ages of 28 and 32, is when we fully become adults or we're supposed to on some level anyway. Uh-huh. Um, the, the culture says it's 21, but astrologically they put it up to 28 to 32. So Saturn is when you come to meet your guardian at the threshold. In the old days, people were kind of like afraid of Saturn. They said, oh, you know, that's going to bring me trials and tribulations and sufferings and all kinds of things. We know now with modern psychology that's not true. It's not Saturn doesn't bring us anything. It's that Saturn is bringing to consciousness the need to look at where we're either wounding ourselves or letting other people wound us. It's kind of like where do you get to take self-responsibility. 
So Saturn return, you, you can have your first one when you're, you know, moving into the adult stages and deciding what you want to do with your career. You know, are you um, going to have a family? Are you going to have children? All those things usually come up around that time. When it comes around again, when you're between 56 and 60 years old, which is a little bit past the midlife crisis, so you've already, you know, sown your wild oats and gone through that craziness or whatever's going on in the midlife, uh-huh. <laughs> that's Uranus opposite Uranus. When we get to Saturn, it's more about, okay, now, what do I really want to do with my second stage of life? Um, um. Some people are considering, you know, in the old days, they were considering retiring at, at 60 or 62. But now it's more like, okay, now that I've maybe had my children, raised a family, done what I wanted to do in my first career, what do I really want to do with my second stage of life? And Carl Jung said that that cycle was the spiritualization of consciousness. So everything that came before was about setting up your ego on the material reality level. And the second set in return comes around, Towards 56 and 60, and not that we're looking towards, you know, spending it in a rocking chair and, you know, waiting to, to cross the threshold into the next life, but it's more like, what can I do to be of service on this planet and still feel like I'm a useful human being? Lots of different threads, and they all connect back to the birth chart. So for each person, a Saturn return is different, and each person will experience it a different way, but the themes are taking self-responsibility and how do you feel about yourself in the world. That's, That's really interesting because, uh, so basically for those that are not aware that they're coming into their Saturn return, go through these life quakes as I call them, mm-hmm. and they don't understand, it seems like everything, you know, they, we call it midlife crisis, we give it all kinds of names, but what it really is is the realignment of our patterns of when we were born. And we're being asked, are we really pursuing our life purpose? Are we really moving towards doing what we're here to do? Consciousness moves on forever. Consciousness has always been and will always be. So it's interesting as we as human beings begin this evolution process of awakening up globally, which is happening at a very extraordinary quickened speed right now. Uh, And I think will continue to. I was just reading something very interesting, and maybe you might have some input on it, about how the planet heads uh, in this this pattern and goes into um, sort of a, a way of moving back towards the Hello, we have a caller? Yes, this is Mary's friend, Carla. Hi. Hi, Carla. Hello, and I'm going with you guys to Egypt. Oh, yay. yay. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice to meet you live on the air. Yes. <laughs> Well, and oh, how exciting. I'm so glad you're joining us. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, too. Um, this is something I actually touched on with Mary already, but I thought since you're talking about Saturn return, I would call and throw that question out there. Uh, next year, I'm, I'm going to have my second Saturn return, and my mom is going to have her third Saturn return. Oh, wow. Our Saturns are on the same degree, one degree Libra. And so... Um, you know, I wanted to ask Mary about how you think that will affect our relationship. Well, let's put it this way. Somebody's going to really come to terms with responsibility. Well, okay. That's good. <laughs> um, and also, just that karmic patterning in your, in your birth chart being tied in so strongly with your mom. It's like probably around the time that you were born in her life, she was going through considerable challenges. And that... For you, she took on uh, a lot of karmic responsibility, and now the tables are turning in a way uh-huh. where you step up to the plate and take the responsibility. 
And it, depending on what sign it's in, that responsibility can be material responsibility, it could be emotional, it could be psychic, spiritual, it could be all of the above. But something about the child becoming the parent and the parent becoming the child gets uh, switched. Oh, interesting. And you will be helping her on many levels, but also it feels like a rite of passage will be uh, gone through, and that could be a transition and a separation of sorts as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if she's not um, in the best of health, that may be a transition point. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. really interesting, Carla, that you guys have that Saturn return pattern at the same time. Yes. Very, very interesting. Yeah, so, and, and then probably when you go back and think about your early family dynamics when you were born, especially you know, for your mother, there, there was probably a lot of, uh, you know, maybe responsibility or added obligation or something going on in the mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. Well, at the time she was considered an an older mother. She was twenty, you know, obviously twenty nine when I was born, and uh, most of her friends already had kids. So okay, yeah, so because it's, yeah, it's coming from her consciousness that it was it was you know that that she was older. Um, of course, now she would be a kid having a, you know, 20, age 29, so it's uh-huh. yes. so relevant with culture. And again, it's that each person experiences it in a different way, but, um, you know, if we had both your charts together, your mom's and yours, and we looked at them, there's mm-hmm. probably a lot of karmic themes in the going back into the family tree that where the buck stops with you yes. when it's that significant of a, of a Saturn. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me, for sure. Carla, it's, it feels like it's a it's a a past life thing as well. It's something that you guys have been dealing with for for some time, and this is really potent. It's just really a potent healing uh, opportunity for the two of you. However it manifests or however it goes into how, whatever it becomes, it's just a really wonderful, powerful healing point for the two of you. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Yes, yeah. So celebrate any <laughs> set. <laughs> Oh, we will. (laughs) (laughs) All right, ladies, thank you very much. Okay, thanks. And we'll talk soon. We'll talk to you on the call on Monday. I'm going to be letting everybody know about the conference call we'll be having on Monday, too, so we'll see you there, too. Yes, I will will be calling in. Okay, thanks, Carla. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Everybody, we're coming around to the end of our hour, and I would just like to, you know, announce real quick before we close that if you are interested in joining uh, Mary and I and Carla, in Egypt, we will be having a very special teleconference event on Monday, August 11th at 9 p.m. Eastern. All of the information is on my website. You can sign up for the teleconference or you can just call in. You can join in from any computer anywhere in the world or call in from any landline. We will be talking about what we're going to be doing. Um, so whether you are already coming with us, thinking about coming, or you just want to call in and say hello and hear what it's like to go to these places. Mary will be doing quite a bit of talking of the archaeological and technical and logistical aspects of traveling over to Egypt. So. Well, or, or as I like to say, it's like Egypt 101, everything you wanted to ask about Egypt but didn't know who to ask. <laughs> Egypt 101, I like that. That's a fantastic title. So, <laughs> so if you'd like to join us for our Egypt 101 conference call, The information is on my website. You're free to check it out. And be sure to sign up for my newsletter because you will get all of these announcements and you will hear all of my upcoming guests every week on my BBS show as well as my Achieve Radio show. And uh, if you'd like to join me for another hour, I'll be on Achieve Radio interviewing Lynn Andrews, author of Medicine Woman. So if you'd like to join me there, that's where I'll be. And, Mary, you will be joining us 
next week to talk about all things Egypt. Yes, I and, will. Uh, <laughs> we're pretty much coming to the end of our hour, so is there anything you'd like to just wrap up real quick and say to all of the listeners listening out there, because we have quite a few, and I thank all of you who called in with your great questions tonight, um, what to expect for the rest of the month. Well, I would say, number one, leave yourself open to meditation and dreaming towards the 16th of this month and the full moon. Take care of your bodies because that's really important. Get lots of rest and drink lots of water because we can't do our psychic work if our bodies are on overload. That's basically my Cancerian little news for the night. <laughs> As a good Cancer, we have to take care of our bodies. Well, that's really true because you really do not open higher psychic portals or gateways or or whatever you want to call them within yourself if you're not taking care of yourself physically. In fact, I notice when I'm not doing that, it kind of dulls it and tones it down. So it's really important. You know, it's not about being a size 6 or a size 2. It's about getting out there and being healthy and keeping your bodies in shape because we're really doing, you know, it's almost like we're taking care of the earth at the same time. So it's just a lot of conscious awareness about taking care of our earth and our planet and so the microcosm of that is taking care of your own body. So we're going to leave you with that tonight, folks. And if you'd like to join me on Achieve Radio, I'll be talking with Lynn Andrews from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern tonight. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. I look forward to talking with you next week about all things Egypt, one of my favorite places in the world to travel. And, um, Mary, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Hillary. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> Why don't you give everybody one last time your information if they'd like to have a reading with you? Yes, it's Mary Lomondo, and my phone number is 954-972-5891. And if you go to Hillary's website, you can just find me through her as well if that's easier for you. Um, I would really totally can't tell you enough how much if you just keep aware of the cycles and start using your own inner rhythms you will really move forward on your evolution and spiritual path. You don't really need any gurus or teachers more than just what your inner knowing is yeah. telling you and stay grounded and really love the earth. So yes. thanks thanks for Thank having you, me, Mary. Thank you. And you know what, everybody? This will be available on my archives, so you're free to go down and download it. Listen to it for the rest of the month to get some insights. Perhaps something will come up along the way between now and our next monthly show. And you might want to go back and listen to Mary talk about what's going on this month. Highly recommend it. Thank you. I'm sending all of you love and light. Until next time, namaste. Namaste, Hillary. Good night.